0: Welcome to Who Arted, where we explore visual arts in an audio medium. I'm your host, Kyle Wood, and today we're going to be looking at Christo and Jean-Claude. Interestingly, the husband and wife artistic duo Christo and Jean-Claude were both born on the same day, June 13th, 1935. Jean-Claude was a military brat. She moved around going to school in Morocco, France, Switzerland, and Tunisia. Apparently, she wanted to continue seeing the world. She got her bachelor's degree studying Latin and philosophy at the University of Tunis, and then she went to train to be a flight attendant for Air France. Christo's life started off a little bit differently. His mother recognized his talent from a young age and started him in art lessons when he was about six years old. Unsurprisingly, for a figure who would show up on an art history podcast, he continued to study art. He went to the National Academy of Art in Sofia. He studied painting, drawing, architecture. His mother had actually worked as a secretary at the school. His father had actually worked in textiles, so there was a bit of foreshadowing from both parents. Now, this story is one of those things that it feels like something out of a movie. In 1957, Christo bribed a railroad employee who sealed him up in a freight car so he could make his way to Vienna. There, he enrolled in Vienna's Academy of Fine Art, and he supported himself doing odd jobs like washing dishes, as well as painting sort of classical portraits. The thing is, he didn't really like painting these classical portraits. He felt like it was kind of demeaning to be doing such uninspired work, and so he didn't sign them Christo. He used his family name. Because I guess he didn't want to sully his specific name, but the family name more broadly? So anyways, he's getting these gigs to paint various people's portraits, and that's how he met Jean-Claude. He showed up at her house when he was commissioned to paint her mother's portrait. Oddly enough, and I cannot believe he would ever say this out loud, but Christo was initially interested in Jean-Claude's sister. Of course, that romance wasn't meant to be. Christo and Jean-Claude quickly fell in love with each other and they remained dedicated to each other, personally and professionally, for the rest of their lives. I think an absolutely beautiful testament to their enduring connection and devotion is the fact that Christo has continued to carry on Jean-Claude's legacy He's continued the work of creating the monumental installations that the two of them conceived of, even though Jean-Claude has passed away. In my full episode on Christo and Jean-Claude, I chatted with Tim Bogats of the Art of Ed University Art Ed Radio, and we were looking at the floating piers. Now, that piece bore the name Christo and Jean-Claude, even though it was made in 2016 years after Jean-Claude had passed away. Today, I want to take a minute to talk about Gates in New York's Central Park from 2005. That was the last big piece that Christo and Jean-Claude created together while she was still alive. Like so many of their pieces, it was absolutely massive and utilizing thousands and thousands of yards of fabric. It was brightly colored saffron fabric. It felt completely unnatural and sort of out of place, sticking out like a sore thumb in New York's Central Park. They constructed 7,503 gates, running over 23 miles of walkways. Each gate was 16 feet high, and one of the most interesting bits of criticism of that piece is people felt like it didn't fit in with the quote-unquote Nature surrounding them. The thing is, New York Central Park, while it uses trees and other elements of nature, it is in fact a constructed environment. It was designed by Olmsted and others in the 19th century, trying to create this like Victorian ideal of a picturesque landscape amid the dense urban center of Manhattan. Yes, it utilizes natural elements. But it's not a natural environment. Or, I guess if you're going to call it a natural environment, you got to put some air quotes around it. The gates followed the walkways that were already constructed through New York's Central Park. They did that for a couple of reasons. One is just for practical reasons. They didn't want to do anything that might harm the root structure of the old-growth trees all throughout the park. Secondly, the gates are there to reinforce the somewhat artificial nature of those pre-made routes to navigate through the quote-unquote natural environment of the park. Like so many of Christo and Jean-Claude's work, that confrontational aspect, the way that the constructed environment and nature are brought together, and the art is brought out of the museum context— Out in the world for the everyday person to not only see and experience, but also have to deal with. That was kind of the point. The Gates were there to help people to be more mindful of the space they were inhabiting. The Gates cost $21 million, but they didn't use taxpayer funding for it. The artists sold preparatory drawings related to the Gates and other artworks before the exhibition opened. They used that method to independently fund their projects because they didn't want to use sponsors. They didn't want to be beholden to anyone else. They wanted it to be all about their artistic vision. Of course, they could only put their work out in the public space for so long. And the fact that it was temporary was, again, part of the point. They said, quote, Our works are temporary in order to endow the works of art with a feeling of urgency to be seen and the love and tenderness brought by the fact that they will not last. These feelings are usually reserved for other temporary things, such as childhood and our own life. These are valuable because we know that they will not last. We want to offer this feeling of love and tenderness to our works as an added value, and as an added aesthetic quality. End quote. Now, that sort of ephemeral art may seem beautiful and poetic to Christo and Jean Claude, but I'm neither beautiful nor poetic, so I'm going to keep my old stuff around as long as anyone might listen. So if you want to hear my full episode on Christo and Jean Claude, I'll link it in the show notes, and you can find the rest of the episodes available in the back catalog on your favorite podcast app. Just be sure to please do me a favor and leave a rating or review, if you like it. I really only care to hear the nice things.